It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Pompey Pubcast that combines the beers and the blues. Barros for Pompey, round Koshak goes down, penalty to Portsmouth and Old Trafford. Barros tripped by Thomas Koshak, who sent off Lantari do the job. He steps up, left-footed, scores for Pompey. They lead at Old Trafford in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Jamalo's onside, the flag stayed down, Jamalo, nonchalant, fantastic, brilliant. Portsmouth Football Club are promoted to League One. Curtis across the face of goal. Marquez! Marquez! He's won it! 96 minutes on the clock. Portsmouth are heading back to Wembley. This is Three Lads in the Pub. Welcome along to Three Lads in the Pub. We are at the old house at home. And lads, I didn't have to look at the sign to see where we are because we love it here. And we are so used to being in our. It's great to be back. Busy Sunday bank holiday our evening. And uh, some great company as ever. Jeff Harris alongside myself and Ryan Stillwell. Good evening, Jeff. Good evening. Are we well? Yeah, you? Yeah, good. Uh, you got your voice back after yesterday? You got your voice back after yesterday? <laughs> yeah. I said it was busy in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, slightly I've got it back. I've still got a bit of a cry. I'm not as... Uh, my, my vocal cords aren't attuned as like Ryan's for 90 minutes shouting yeah um, yeah the atmosphere we'll talk about the, the game in a minute but the atmosphere yesterday looked amazing must have been a great experience you both I was uh, I was busy DJing for piss people Ryan how you doing I'm right thank you yeah good yeah I think referring to, to vocal cords I'd say over, overall actually including home fans not so much when they were losing but I think overall probably one of the best collective atmospheres home and away I've, I've actually seen all season it sounded great on the radio oh, yeah. it, was, it was a great atmosphere yeah. great atmosphere fresh trim as well Ryan looking very fresh yeah I've probably got about four haircuts left so <laughs> feast upon it yeah your barber must love you I look like Wiggins pitching like January <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> what uh, an analogy that is. It is, yeah. He's got a hairline like Wigan's pitch in January. Uh, that you can't laugh at yourself. That wasn't even planned. It just came to right. I mean, I'd love to be in your head for one day. I say it every week. Uh, right, let's go around the table then. Beer-wise, Jeff. I've got for a Heineken tonight. Any reason? No, I just look, looked at it and I'll have a Heineken. Did your glass um, come out the freezer? No. Oh, you didn't. You should have asked one. They've got them in the freezer. Um, and right, Nuki Brown, lovely stuff. And I've gone for a fruity cider. What's that? <laughs> a fruity cider. A fruity cider. <laughs> the Nuki Brown. Um, yeah, you'll have to bear with us tonight. It is busy in here, but to be expected on bank holiday and some um, great company. What have you got? I said a fruity cider. There, it's here. Oh, welcome along, Jeff. This is Three Lads in the Pub. Um, <laughs> and Aaron's with us as well as ever. Our super fan Aaron, some others in here as well. Good to uh, good to be here. Right, let's get into it. Can you hear me? Just good. Right, that, we were just talking about the atmosphere yesterday. Derby, one all draw. Pompey went one 0 up. Great finish from Colby Bishop. What's your analogy of the game? I've, I've, 
I'm saying to the people who stood behind me and, and, and uh, Tony who stood next to me, we, we actually rode our luck for the first 15 minutes. We could have easily been two, maybe three down in those open, opening interchanges of, of, of the game. And look, we, 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 we were resolute, we were staunch in our defence. We were, Matt Macy pulled off a number of saves. The McGoldrick chance that came off the post and hit Macy's back. In other games, you've seen those hit the keeper's back and the keeper's in no man's hand. They don't know where the ball's going. It's hit them and it, go, it ends up going in the back of the net. And we were fortuitous that it's just crept past the post. And it was those, those fine moments and fine margins in, in the game that, that kept us in it in the, in the first 15 minutes. And you want to stay, you know, it's a cliche, but it's, it's a valid cliche where you want to stay in the game as long as you can. And you've got to be in touch and distance of the team. And we won the ropes. No bones about that. We, you know, we won the ropes in the first 15, 20 minutes. And then we started to grow into the game. I thought Paddy Lane was getting acres of space on that right-hand side. And what was interesting was one of the bugbears of mine in recent weeks, they actually changed it. And I'm referring to goal kicks. There was, a, there, was, uh, there was a goal kick in the first... I can't remember the time. It might have been around, might have been around 16, 17 minutes that we had shaped up to take it short and Macy actually went long. And it was a point I, I think I made last week where if you got your two centre-arse back, you pull their press in, you exploit the gaps that in the middle of the park. I'm not saying they listened to it, but some analyst somewhere has spotted that, like we spotted it as fans in the front end. And, you, you know, okay, we coined the phrase last week about fuck it forward. <laughs> but, but yesterday, I know Massinio picked up on this in his post-match uh, interview, but we did play it around, but we did pop it out wide and we popped it up a lot quicker up top. Now, I don't, I, I'm not sure if that's a coincidence of having Pigger up there and having someone who can, the ball sticks to in, 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 in that area, in that part of the field. But it was interesting to see what Messina said after the game that we need to learn, need to learn when to play it around and need to learn when to, to, to go direct. And they're, they're, all, they're all points that we've been saying over the last five, six, seven weeks. So, look, if yesterday was an indication about how we're going to play next season, it bodes well. We said last season that your last game of the season is the first game of pretty much your pre-season. <coughs> so, if we, if we see the same, I'm not going to call them mistakes, if we see the same style of play, three, four, five games into next season and we haven't learned, uh, we've got issues. If yesterday is, the, is an indication of how we're going to play next season, with the right recruitment, and it has to be the right recruitment, I think we I think we'll do all right. Ryan? I think it brought the game down yesterday in two thirds. The first 25 minutes were a derby maelstrom. They had four shots within the opening 10 minutes, which over the course of 90 minutes would have led them to have 36 shots. Not ideal for a 90-minute game of football, but eventually that pressure relented about two, three minutes before Bishop scored. And some of the chances they missed, they had the header which bounced into the ground over the bar from the corner. You had Mendes Lang missing from eight yards out, like missing the goal completely. They had the two-on-one break where if he runs it into the box and drags Towler out, it's a certain free finish at the back post, but instead he plays it early, which gives Towler enough time to stick every part of his frame out and, and get out for a corner. Macy, as, as you mentioned, Jeff, Macy with the fortuitous post hits the back, goes out for a corner the other side of the post. We were, we were getting absolutely blasted in that opening period. And as I said, it relented just before the Colby goal, and Derby seemed so shell-shocked by this this against the run of play beautiful ball in beautiful header seemed it to take an age didn't it uh, it did take an described age I was watching on, it for ages described on the radio as a robbery a robbery from Andy Moon yes uh, <laughs> correct and it, it it really put Derby off for the rest of the half they really didn't get that far near us we started to settle into the game 
Now, as much as we bemoaned a a constant volley of our final third to their final third, as long as you do that in variation and moderation, fair enough. Like Jeff said, if you if you vary your play to the extent that you can build out from the back centrally via the flanks, or you do send up to the forward first, if you keep the opposition players honest by keeping them guessing by varying your play, that's when you set them off. We combined that after we scored with the fact that Derby were shell-shocked. They sat off. They weren't pressing very well anymore. They were at sixes and sevens transitionally and when we were bringing the ball into their half. And we had Derby on the ropes for, I would say, about half an hour of the game until the final half an hour of the game where they'd settled into the second half and the Derby of the first ten minutes came again. Their equaliser was poor, but it was deserved. But then again, our opener was poor. You know, from a defensive point of view of Derby, how the hell is the man with 19 league goals alone at the back post? So both sides, they'll be looking back at the goals they've conceded gone, bloody hell, you know, how, how we let that happen to us? So if you break it down into to thirds, essentially, Derby had the opening 25 minutes. We had basically up until the 60th minute, and then Derby had the final half an hour. Is basically having a half an hour period in a game where you're actually, your opposition's equal or better, the greatest thing in the world? No. But is it still an improvement on what I saw at Accrington, Oxford, Forest Green, Morecambe, Shrewsbury, where we were the better team for about zero minutes of the game? Yeah. Like, I, I was... I left Pride Park far more satisfied and less less downtrodden by what I'd seen over 90 minutes than I was than I had in the previous games. It wasn't brilliant because again Derby had our number for a good 50-55 minutes of that game, but I left Pride Park with a bit more of the first word of their stadium than I did after Accrington or Shrewsbury or Oxford and so on. So when Messino says it's an improvement, I'll meet him halfway on that, but Again, playing well for a third of a game, yeah, yeah, there's still a long way to go. And I, you know, when I compared, I did leave with a wry laugh as well. You know, I compared Cowley's results against the same teams that Messino's played. What did we do against Derby under Cowley? True. We drew. So we just added another one where the, the, the results directly transpose each other. And the main takeaway is. I had a few fans around me during our good spell yesterday going, why can't we play like that all the time? Well, that goes back to what I said last week. There's not a single player in this side that is a habitually bad player. They are all talented at points. They are all physically proficient at points. They are all mentally aware at points. It's the consistency of execution that lets them down. So when the fans, I heard Pox fans going, why can't we play this like all the time? Well, that's exactly the reason. They can't play like that all the time. They're not consistent enough to do that all the time, which is why you see flashes of that quality, but not enough, which is what leads to where exactly where we are on the table. We're not a bad side, but we're not good enough. We're average. Yeah. I mean, we've been average for a while. We're, we're a <laughs> mid-table team. Now, I, I have a... I have a um, a football philosophical question I'll put to the two of you. We are going to finish higher this season than we did last season because we finished 10th uh, last season and I believe the lowest we can finish now is 9th. And we may, we, may, we may well finish 8th as well. But Saturday confirmed that mathematically we will finish with a lower points total than we did last season. So we are going to finish higher in the table than we did last season, but we are absolutely also going to finish with lower points. Have we progressed this season? No. Straight away, no. Nah. Because ultimately, at the end of the season, you look at the table and where you are on the table. So technically, we've in, in that sense, we have progressed to last season. But points get you positions. And on that basis, we will, we will have few points we did last season. So have we actually gone forward or gone backward subsequent to last season? <coughs> yeah. I, I put it, basically, we've... We've not gone either way. Well, we, like we're, we're, yeah, we're going to finish higher, but with yeah. a lower points title. What we've done is we've 
stayed exactly where we are. I yeah. think you got to look at. I think the answer to that question is in the top two, top three. Ninety-three points last season wins you the league. Ninety-three points this season gives you the top spot in the playoffs. So you, you add that into the mix about okay, we got lower points, but is that because the teams in the top three have won more points? So, but because they picked up more points than all the other teams, actually, if you if you pro rata it, it's like you said, it's no different. It is yeah. no different. So you can't really look at the points tally without taking into consideration the points it's taken to get promoted and the points it's taken to win the league. Because like I said, third place, 93 points. Last season, season before, that wins you League One. League One yeah. Easily. easily. We, we are still, as we were last season, miles off of being we where we want to be as a club. Yeah. And the fact that we are finishing higher but on a lower points total... There will come a point after Wickham next week where I will go into the shower and the thought of 46 games, 10 months, 4,140 minutes of football on from last season just to be in exactly the same position. You're going to have to cry in game. Oh, I'm going to weep in the <laughs> I was shower. Just about to say, what the fuck was it all for? <laughs> I'm just about to ask, what was the shower reference all about? What, was what the fuck? <laughs> No one can hear you scream in space and no one can see you cry in the shower. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, yeah, look, look for a pers- so, personal yeah, note, it, we've, it depends on how you perceive that. I don't think we've... I, I would actually kind of argue we've we've kind of gone slightly backwards. I, 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 don't, I don't think we've improved at all. Look, it's the 14 games we didn't win a game. Absolutely. That's where, that's where it was... It's, it's so <coughs> shit, if you pick, it? If you picked up an extra six points in those 14 games... You're in the playoffs. Ha, yeah, but we've just, in, in general, for the whole season, we have just not been good enough at all. Oh. You know, and but you look at, look at these teams above us. It's so depressing. It's... Like, I just, I'm, you know, fair play to Ipswich Plymouth. They, they deserve it, but can't we be like that? Come on. It's been, yeah. a, it's been such a bizarre season, though, where really it's actually, it, it's the one win in 14 that's the, the main critical downfall. And then it was this... We're what ten unbeaten now, but seven of them are draws, and they're draws against Morecambe, Shrewsbury, Oxford. Weirdly, uh, this is another thing I found very odd when I looked at it again last week. The number of league games we've lost without Danny Cowley this season is the same number of league games we've lost with Danny Cowley this season. Five. That our results since. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying Danny didn't have to go because one win in 14 is basically untenable. But at the same time, when we've had the opportunity to pick the points up against the teams we didn't under Cowley, we still failed to do so this time with Messino. You can't not beat Morecambe twice. You can't not beat Milton Keynes twice. You can't not beat Oxford twice. You can't not beat Shrewsbury twice. Like we squandered it's it's so wild how against the same teams we squandered the opportunity twice. Like we've beat yeah, yeah, yeah. if you were to look at the table bottom to top, the results against each team you t- you talk about doing the double on teams or having teams do the double on you, there'll be so many teams where those results match. What it's been such a bizarre season where we, we don't seem to learn from previous performances against other teams will just put the exact same result in so I would say the one win in 14 is the absolute top dog in terms of what's ruined the season but subsequently when we were three points away with what everyone in PO4 called the kind run to end the season we did exactly the same thing as we did when we went one win in 14 we drew with Morecambe we drew with Shrewsbury we drew with Oxford it's, there have been two different occasions this season where we've been this close and we threw it away. Which is why, on the way home from Derby yesterday, I was about halfway home and I was almost a little bit gutted because we weren't bad yesterday overall. And we deserved overall a point at Pride Park. Now, if you beat Morecambe, if you beat Shrewsbury, or if you just turn a couple of those games in the November December period around 
a point at Pride Park would not have been the end of the world. That performance would have not been the end of the world. You could have taken that if you mop up elsewhere. But we went to Derby, got what you would have called a a good point if you're chasing the playoffs. A good way to draw. I, I, remember, I remember saying in the Star and Gaia, I, 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 I can see us going to Derby and getting a result and it will go down to the last game of the season. Unfortunately, as Ryan says, rightly says, those draws against Morgan, Oxford, you know, in the running, games we should have won would have given us our, that point yesterday would have given us the opportunity for it to go down to the last game of the season. But losing losing 10 games in a 46-game season, I mean, it could become 11 next week, but I'd like to think it wouldn't, certainly with what I would call a, a more spirited performance yesterday than we've seen in recent weeks. Losing 10 games in a season and not making the playoffs is wild. If you look above us, Peterborough have lost 17 games. Derby have lost 11 games. Bolton have lost 11 games. Even Barnsley have lost 11 games. So the, the next four teams above us have all lost more games than we have this season. We aren't a team that has, that has cost itself a playoffs place because we've lost games. Because we've only lost 10. There are only three sides in League One with fewer defeats than us. Two of them are promoted. Defeats have not cost us this season. It's the draws. draws. It's the draws. And it's the same draws we've picked up under Cowley that we have under Messino. These players have not fallen short of the line. They've been on the line and failed to get over it. We've, we've come really close this season in terms of being right there and not getting over it. Because if you, if you lose, you fall short of the line. If you draw, you're on the line. Ten defeats and being eighth is, is wild. It's such an anomaly. Have you um, a question for you both? I mean, come to you first, Jeff. Have you enjoyed watching Pompey this season? At the beginning of the season. Name me two games that you've watched this season. You thought, oh, that was, that was a good performance. Sheffield Wednesday away. Yeah. And Bolton at home. Okay, fuck that. I thought you were only going to get one. <laughs> I forgot about Sheffield Wednesday, but yeah. I mean, but you should be, there should, you know, if, you, if, you, if, if we're progressing, there should be more than, you should be able to name more than two comfortably, but you haven't. There's not been one game, apart from them two, I agree, where I thought, oh, I don't know. Ryan, how about you? You've obviously done every game, so... Can you name more than two that you've if you actually... Take the po- if you take the concept of points per game and you somehow transpose the emotional quality of happiness and you quantify happiness per game and I have to do happiness per game over 46 games, have I enjoyed watching Pompey this season? No. I'm f- and that, that's sad to say because I have been to every game and there's not been a single point in this season where I've thought I'm not going to go. I didn't drive home from Bolton on a Tuesday night in the Papa John's and go, I can't be asked to go Saturday. I, I st- like, I, I'm always going to go. I was there on the snowy terrace in Accrington in March. I'm going to go no matter what, but I, that doesn't mean I will enjoy it. I, I'll sing the songs and I'll have a good time on my mates and I'll, I'll try and make the best day or evening we've got of it, but have I enjoyed watching the football per game on an average per game over this entire season no we had a very fun August we had a middling okay-ish in fact we even had some fun games in September we still had Peterborough at home in September Burton away Plymouth at home which I know I know we were well we should have been outside by half time that that game was a freak in terms of how we went 3-0 up by half time October until basically February hellish and then, basically from the start of April until now, again, hellish to watch. So unfortunately, over the 50, over the 56 games we've had so far this season, and we'll under 57 next week, the answer is unfortunately, I've not enjoyed it. Not overall. Says a lot, doesn't it? Weirdly, one of, one of my favorite games of the season was the game where 200 people were there. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's switching the Papa yeah, John's. Yeah. We 
had their number that night. Mm. They put out closer to a starting 11 than we did. And we had their number. We were all over them. We fully deserved that 2-0 win. There were 240 away fans there. And barely anyone watched it at home because at the exact same time that game was on, France were playing in the World Cup. So everyone was watching them finger Australia. <laughs> so 240, fa- 240 Pompey fans actually saw us beat Pompey, uh, beat Ipswich at Portman Road. And I'm telling you, it was one of the more complete Pompey performances of the season but unfortunately as I've been saying all season we find ways to win games in front of four fans <laughs> like we did it at Forest Green that was that was the one winning 14 Forest Green with 800 people we beat Fleetwood on a Tuesday night in January 500 we beat Accrington in the snow on a Tuesday night in March 3-1 we beat Bristol Rovers away great there's like 900 people there we beat Cambridge away great 1,000 people there we beat Ipswich at Portman Road. Yeah, but we lost, like, three weeks earlier in the league. We beat MK Dons. Ah, but yes, that was in the FA Cup in front of 6,000. Not the MK Dons game where there were 19,000 people there. To the, to the average so fan, the- and the average fan is a season ticket holder, and these fans should not be discounted because they drop 400 quid every season. They, uh, th- like, I haven't really enjoyed it watching Pompey this season and I've seen far more wins than they have God knows what they're thinking if your ultimate aim every season is to try and get promotion you don't get it you failed and if your secondary aim is that if you don't get automatics you get the playoffs then you failed yes you have failed and we have failed to make the playoffs we have failed this season but to wrap up on Derby Messino took a lot of flack for his comments of in the context of itself when referring to the Oxford away game but no matter what context you spin it we were shit that night but to use his phrase from Oxford in the context of Derby itself yesterday I was satisfied with what we showed relative to what we'd shown before and I think overall in the context of itself we put in a fairly spirited performance so as much as we we are correct to say it's a failed season to keep Derby in its own context, I went home satisfied yesterday. And I, apart from beating Accrington last week, where I'll always take a Pompey win, but I didn't enjoy what I saw. Yeah, yesterday was yesterday was a good day. The atmosphere was great between two sides. Both fans were going at it. Yeah, it, it was an enjoyable away day. And we haven't had one of those for a while. Last away game of the season then. One all draw. Fair result overall, I think we're all in agreement. Uh, let's move on to um, the next game and, of course, the last home game um, against Time Waster FC, Wickham Wanderers. Looking forward uh, to that, but He's gone now. Yeah, but I can imagine... Oh, they... the culture will still remain, yeah. but at least he's gone. Yeah, of course. Looking forward to that, Jeff? It's the last game of the season, of course. Do you think... Do you think... <laughs> Honestly, lads, I'll come to you first. Do you... I, mean, I know, people, obviously, season ticket holders, yeah kind of guaranteed numbers do you think that'll be a, do you think it'll be a busy one I don't think it will be um, I think there'll be a few people missing look on the, I, on I, the I, pitch I talk, or <laughs> I was talking about this to Reese on the way up to Derby yesterday that there is, when people say there's something to play for that that's wrong because there is something to play for because the higher you finish in the league the more prize money you get correct from that now it may only be a few thousand pounds, but if we finish eighth, then we get more money than what we can do. Correct. So there is everything to play for um, in the terms of prize money. Now, like I said, I don't know the figures of the prize money between uh, eighth and ninth. It may only be 10,000, maybe 5,000. But if we are in this mantra of we eat what we kill, then finishing eighth in the league and going out to finish eighth in the league to get extra revenue coming in for, for player funds, then there is something to play for. Can I just, before you come on to this, can I just apologise to Ipswich fans that I was taking the piss out of? And I, I'm pretty sure I openly said this on maybe, I don't know, if I, uh, did they have the owner come in, the new owner come in when I was still on the radio? Because I was saying, oh, look at them buying all these players, look where that's got them. Okay, I'll take that back. 
If, if oh, they no, want to drop that, like 15 million on getting out of League One, that's their business. That, that, wow. I, was, I was talking about this yesterday. Joe Piggott, if they, 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 they're promoted, Joe Piggott is not in that, they're thinking for next season. Not in their thinking. Personally, I think we signed Joe Piggott. Harnesses? No. Oh, he Harn- harnesses. Up. Hey, we warned them. We warned them. <coughs> Did you, I, I know this is... Gas in the Hadby. We warned them. <laughs> this, is, this is bitter, I know. But Harness made me laugh. He didn't even get on the pitch yesterday. He was in full kit at the end. <laughs> but you, you still have to credit what Ipswich have oh, done. God, yeah. And I think actually you credit their players as well because there was that, there was that video after their, uh, their poor results at Bristol Rovers where the fans were arguing with Sam Morsey after the game. Proper going back and forth with each other. What have Ipswich done since then? Averaging like three goals a game. Pretty much won every single one of them. Barely conceded. Like as a collective, they've clearly had a a banging of heads together or a stern meeting after what happened at Bristol Rovers and they've got on with it. That separates winners from losers. Do you you hide from it or do you do something about it? So you, you credit the Ipswich players for for slipping out of the top two from where they were having the argument with the Bristol uh, the Ipswich fans of Bristol Rovers and then surging their way to what could well be the League One title on another note yeah we are a shit podcast aren't we yeah we are fucking awful we didn't even talk about the most controversial moment in the derby game the one that everyone was talking about yesterday when we switched to a back five with 10 minutes to go. Just about to... Uh, look, I have that on my... F- why did we bring... We are a shit podcast. Why were we bringing two defenders I, on at one all? Because I get it. Why? I get it because we don't want to lose. But why? We've got nothing to fucking play for. Just go for it. You have, We've just talked about this. You have got something to play for. At the end of the day, you got more prize right. money to play for in the league position. Well, would we fucking do? Like, mm. I'm sorry. I disagree. I don't... I disagree. That's so I, negative. No, it's not. Yeah. It's I'm a positive sorry. move to not lose. I love an argument. I, I just think it's very negative. I get why he done it. I'm Do you not, know? <laughs> I get why he done it. Do you think the fans give a shit about prize I money? I feel like it's Danny Cowley I don't even understand arguing football. with Kenny Jacket here. <laughs> joking, joking, joking. I feel like it's Danny Cowley arguing with Kenny Jacket. You're, you're the more Kenny Jacket figure. Like, let's be solid first as a foundation. And no. you're, you're more the yeah, in terms of bringing a oh, turning yeah, it no, to a back no, five. I'm just but saying, you're the I more get Danny it. Cowley is like get out of right. Get out. Listen, I, 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 I get I get why he bought defender. That's what I'm saying. I get oh, why yeah. he bought it. I know on. what you're saying. Yeah, but I just don't agree with it. Um, you've you've travelled all that way to watch your team, and as a negative approach, I'd be few. I know I don't know how you're so calm about it. I'd be fuming. Was there a bit of discontent in when they when they did it at that point in game? We would have lost that game. If we had kept Riley Towler and Joe Piggott on that pitch, we had no out ball at the moment. We were under the cosh. We were under the cosh and they would have scored a winner. Nah. I'm telling you now, I the pressure was building. The pressure was building. So not only is it a tactical substitution in the sense of I'm being two cent- experienced centre-halves on, but I'm also making a tactical substitution in I'm going to waste some time here. I'm going to take the pressure off, right, off them. I'm going to disrupt their play because I'm taking the pressure off them so they can't build and we're going to see out the game I'm thinking I, I know what you're saying you're thinking as, as the manager I'm thinking as a fan it's so negative like if we were winning the game yes absolutely you don't argue that but it's one all bring, a, bring a, an at, attacking player at, on at the time Not those substitutions <laughs> I generally think we would have conceded the second goal yeah I mean if that had happened if we bought an attacking player and we conceded I'd be like okay we, but you've just thrown, it, the, right, you've thrown yeah. the right flag. You've this, waved the right flag. One is the, this one is the, the moral I agree, quandary. I, I, I get what you're saying, but as a, as a Pompey fan and not having a manager's head on, I just think it's so negative. This one is the moral quandary between perceptions where... You I'm have, the fucking you host, have two why am I sides, arguing? You have two sides <laughs> of the coin between each decision where if you, if you drop to the back five, which we do, you become more compact more solid in your final row but as a consequence you invite more pressure forward because you've got less of an outlet up front so in in terms of becoming more defensive you actually invite more offensive pressure despite the pressure you're already under but from the other side if you go more offensive yes you might keep Derby's defence honest in terms of dragging another one of them back to counter the fact you've still got two up front but then you do leave yourselves one shorter at the back in the game where you're tiring at an accelerated pace relative to your opponent. So no matter which decision you make, there will be a good, a positive element to it and a negative element to it. 
And I think I think you summed it up well, Liam. Jeff is thinking from a coaching point of view, and you're thi- thinking from a oh, fan no, I point of view. That's what I said. I get it. I, I, get, I get the it's, argument. It's yeah. between, bet- between what the two of you are saying, there's a murky middle ground in terms of what we don't know, which is what would have happened well, if we'd gone down what you're saying is not dropped to a back five. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we could have lost, as you're saying, Jeff, or we could have had this ridiculous breakaway a la, well, I'll reference it again, Ipswich away in the Papa John's where Derby are playing high and wide and you do get someone in behind and you snatch a late winner. We don't know. All we know is what do happen, uh, what did happen. And I, it was, it, weirdly enough, it's, it's, po- it's as polarising between you two as it was on social media. Like people saying, well, I get it, but there were equally as many comments going, what the fuck is this? Me for myself, um, can I be honest? I didn't give a shit. At the point those, <laughs> at the points those subs were made, I was having a sing song, fully aware of the fact there were 112 minutes of football left in the season. Well, actually 102 minutes of football left in the season. I couldn't give a shit. All I knew we, are we, were, we were ticking minute so. <laughs> by minute closer to the end of the season and giving me three months off. Yeah. Drop to a back ten for all I care because I cannot <laughs> wait to leave Fratton next week and just be done with it for a bit. And if that doesn't send the message out to you, Portsmouth Football Club, that Ryan's had enough, think how I'll all the other fans feel. And I'll still, sing, I'll still back the team through the 90 minutes next week. But y'all best believe that comes Monday... I know Marlon Pack said see you next Saturday. Trust me, we're not playing next Saturday. You can have a nice time at Fratton Park next Saturday. I won't. But trust me, Monday morning, I'll be glad that this 57-game ordeal in which we've moved exactly nowhere compared to last season, I don't give a fuck if we go back five or front five right now. I'll be happy it's over. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. Anyway, Wickham. Seeing as we're now talking about Wickham. Relative to what Jeff said about solidifying to a back five in order to keep that point there, you you trade that off with uh, going out and l- showing the intent that you want to beat Wickham. That's the trade-off. Yeah. If, if you keep that point active, which we did, and we did get the point in the end, you trade that off by saying, well, if we're playing for the point away from home so we can solidify eighth place next week against Wickham you gotta go you, out you go out with the intent and you, you you make that very clear to everyone in attendance you're going out to beat Wickham and earn eighth place so that's the trade off and Wickham can't make the playoffs either so this will be two teams without anything to play for this is the end of season fixture with the end of season feel because there's nothing to play for here apart from what <laughs> Let's say five grand. My dad's giving me his ticket. You're really selling it to me, mate. <laughs> well, in, ter- in terms Are of what you... Are you next week? Yeah. You, was it you who asked the question, do you think there'll be, like, yeah. many people... As, as much as what you're saying correct is there'll be a few, few people that miss it because they can't be bothered, I reckon there'll be a few people who go because it is the last game. And they'll just say, do you know what? I'd rather end the season with Pompey than without Pompey. So I, I think by the same token, there'll be people who miss it because they go, I can't be asked. But there'll be people who go, do you know what? One last day out of Fratton Park for a while. Why not? At least we've still got a club, eh? <laughs> I mean, you, as, much <laughs> I, as much as I want it to be over and I'm looking forward to it being over, I still want to enjoy myself at Fratton Park next Sunday. I'll still go to the pub with my family. I'll still have a couple of drinks. I'll still say hello to everyone in the ground on my way to the ground. I'll still sing the, the Pompey Chimes. I'll try and enjoy myself for the 90 I minutes. I might even do some keepy-ups. Yeah. Oh, come <laughs> on, Jeff. <laughs> do it. So I'm, I'm going to still try and enjoy myself next Sunday, regardless. I was, I was DJing at a private function the other week. This lady came up to me and went, how many keepy-ups can you do? I was like, hey? She obviously seen me outside there, didn't she? I did find that funny. Um, yeah, you've got to do some now. I think we should have a free lads in the pub keepy-up challenge. <laughs> I mean, there goes my ACL. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, do come down for the last one if you are if you're there. Come and say hello. Get to order some new merch for next season because we get asked a lot and we're running out of beer mats now. So I, I reckon we get some free lads in the pub polo shirts. Free lads in the no, pub no, condoms. Uh, it's a dicking. <laughs> Actually, we can have various branded condoms. Fuck it forward. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pass oh, no, him no. round the back. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Wickham. <laughs> Shoot outside the box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we put 18 plus on this podcast. Um, what are we saying for Wickham? I mean, what was your prediction on the game? What what, what are you expecting? One one. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. What was the previous fixture? We lost. Do you know what? I I had us down we, for a draw at Derby. I mean, but, sorry. Oh, in terms of the previous result, we lost two nil. We lost two nil on okay, TV. We're losing then. We're losing then. And then I, I raced back to watch the England-Senegal game in the World Cup. So that, that day wasn't a total loss. That, that's where the uh, Wickham uh, fan with his two daughters was in a Benson for beds. Yes, in the corner a of the stadium. In the corner of the game. <clears throat> so our, our uh, midfield will be sat on uh, Monday. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, that was the quickest um, preview of a game we've ever done. I mean, we barely previewed the game. <laughs> I mean, is there anything else yeah, you want to say? We move on, yeah. yeah. Like, let's, there's, there, again, there's literally like, what, five grand on the line here? That's it. That's all this game is for. I, 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 what does that get you nowadays? You can pay one of Joe Morrell's red card fines. Yeah. It, look, I, I, I actually like the look of um, Deshaun and Riley as a centre-half pairing. And, <laughs> and I think in the recent games, yesterday was a big test and McGoldrick is no slouch. Okay, yeah, he's a scummer and he played for them up the road. But that was a real litmus test game yesterday for, for Deshaun and, and Riley. And okay, I thought they passed. Yeah, they passed it. There was a, there was a couple of iffy moments. But look, Riley Taylor got his yellow card. And for a young lad, young centre-half up against the experience of Goldrick, literally five minutes later... He's done this little little turn on him, oh, and he just yeah. sold McGoldrick. Beat him to the and ball. And McGoldrick was just like, oh. Yeah, beat him to the ball, shattered inside. Yeah. McGoldrick oh, fell for it. Tyler went out for a brilliant piece that, of play. That was to A, win the ball, B, keep the composure to defend him off, and then C, find out a way to get turned upfield with McGoldrick off. I thought I, that was a great piece of play. I think it's going to be it's going to be an interesting preseason. I would love us love us to sign Deshaun. Really would. I, th- I think he's a, a bright prospect. And if that if that is, I was kind of sat there yesterday thinking this reminds me of Simons and Orford at the back under Jim Smith, two young centre halves with an experienced midfield in front of them. Um, I mean, openly admitted, I uh, I wasn't Andy Orford's biggest fan, but when he first started out alongside Kit Simons. That, that was a brilliant centre-half pairing. And I kind of got some flashbacks over the last two games of, of that. of that. And if we can get another experienced centre midfield player, if we are going to play three in midfield, I think that would be a, a, a real good, good spine. Add Joe Piggott into there, sign Piggott on a permanent, because I think he is that. I go back, I said to someone yesterday, Joe Piggott has not made one... Same run as Colby Bishop in the last four games they played together. Go back to Danny Cowley's comment. They're too similar. They, they want to fill the same space. They want to play the same way and all that. I don't see that. I see Joe Piggott want to get on the ball. I, want to, I see Joe Piggott want to link in play. He's, he's, got that, he's got that tactical knowledge and that tactical know-how to go, right, I'm going to drop short now. Colby, you go long. I'm going to thread that ball through. You take the centre half away from me. I'm going to find that pocket space and get on it and play. And at times at the beginning of the season, Danny Cowley tried that with Colby Bishop. And whereas Colby Bishop will win everything in the air, he'll chest the ball down and, and he'll play with his back to goal, Joe Piggott can play with his back to goal, but equally he can turn and face goal straight away. And I think that's where Joe Piggott needs to be a, a number one sign in next season. And Piggott and Bishop, for me, are the centre forward pairing up top next season. With Deshaun and Riley at the back. Talking of signings, you know you were saying what does five grand get you? Bryn Morris. <laughs> There's no answer to that, is there? There's no answer to that. I think the, the Sorry, question, no, it was 15, not a five. I think the Sorry. question mark hanging over Piggott's head is is the consistency of execution there? Because to play devil's advocate and to voice 
to voice what I, in terms of the Pompey fans I know, what the the more often than not consensus is on Piggott is Owen, uh, Owen Dale has tactical knowledge of how to be a winger as did Ryan Williams but they're not good enough at executing that's the question that hangs over Piggott's head at the minute like, I don't disagree with what you're saying he, he knows where to be he knows the runs to make but is he in a 46 game next season as a regular starter or at least a regular contributor as a substitution going to be that it, guy a question. that's what they that's what they need to figure out this how summer many, how many goals has Joe Piggott got this season I'm going to say what overall yeah uh, I'm going to say around 10 like cup as well right so so and and so if he scored 10 look it up I don't, I don't know what the answer is but if he scored 10 goals in the games that he has played if he's a regular starter you add another five to that if he plays every game <laughs> four no he hasn't wait in the league sorry yeah league yeah league but he scored i think he scored something like eight or nine in total including cup games but how many league games he scored out of those four goals how many league games has he played oh i don't know about that uh, he says he's played 34 on here, but yeah, he may he may because he's come on, but yeah. he's majority came on like the last five ten minutes. You start. I said this about Michael Jacobs last season. You start Michael Jacobs, he will create you two or three chances in the first 45 minutes, and we saw that. Okay, he's tailing off now because because of his age and and injuries. He has uh, seven goals overall. Seven goals overall. Yeah, so four in the so league and one in each. You start each Joe cup. Piggott alongside Colby Bishop. If he scored four league goals, he'll get double figures in league goals next season. However, Colby Bishop won't be here because he scored twenty goals and someone's going to snap him up. Sorry. Well, that was another thing. We are a fucking terrible podcast, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if we actually prepared. Colby finally hit the twenty in the league. I, I know this is a debate that I've, I keep on seeing on Twitter that Colby won't make 20 and then when he did make 20 I won't make 20 in the league though I keep seeing this weird thread carry on throughout the season he, he finally hit 20 in the league and what like 23-24 overall no. in cups isn't there was, it like that guy on Twitter still slating him oh, I yeah. don't know I just, it, it just pops up every now and then like, it's like a fascinating I said, debate I, I saw a picture on Twitter earlier and it was a snapshot from Facebook and someone posted, this team don't deserve the fans. And Michael Eisner, I, I'm assuming it's Michael Eisner, or it's a parody account of Michael Eisner. I'm yet to ver verify the Facebook, uh, or it may have been Instagram. Um, he said, it's now time to deliver a team worthy of these fans. Or something, I'm paraphrasing, but something along the lines. Now, if we are serious... Oh, that was an old tweet he put out, wasn't it? I'm sure he has. I'm pretty sure someone did some little bit further dick it, uh, digging. Dicking? Dicking. We haven't done any dicking this season. Get your condoms on our online shop. <laughs> digging. <laughs> and said that apparently this, this supposedly this Michael Eisner account on Instagram was followed by the club. Which implies, I, I, I can't verify it. You know, again, I can't be asked to look. Uh, it implies that that was the Eisner account. But... I can't confirm but whether it is. If we're serious about promotion next season, you keep Colby Bishop. Yeah. Well, I agree. Either that or you collect uh, but I just, a gargantuan bag for him. Um, like, it's got to be a how the hell have we got that much kind of bag It's for inevitable. Him. Like, Ipswich probably will come in for it. It's been rumoured anyway. They're probably gonna, someone's going to come in. They won't, they won't come in for him. Really? Well, they won't 20 come in goals in League One. They're, mate, they're, if, if they really wanted him, they would have got him in January. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling you, they'd rather they'd rather go with George Hurst. If you're a prospective buyer and you're not Ipswich, you will know that Bishop did really well in a really tightly strung Accrington team with Dion Charles, and that was when Bishop had a partner in Dion Charles, and they had a great season together relative to Accrington stature and Warchest. Then you'll also know that. Bishop had the versatility 
and the cold-blooded execution to then play alone for much of the season and bag 20 in the Pompey side that didn't make the playoffs. You, you're instantly proving that Colby can play with a partner and have a good season, play without a partner in a team that felt falls way short of expectation and still be far and away the deliverer, the goal scorer, the executioner. A prospective bidder is going to look at that and say, oh, okay, so we can work with a partner and without. That's huge as a forward. I, there will be interest in, in this summer and it's up to us to also be cold-blooded and say, okay, you want the guy that's what? Second, third in the League One goal scoring charts in a side that's fallen way short of the playoffs, in a side where the second top goal scorer's got four. Yeah, I'll pay for him if you want him. So if we if he does go, and I hope he doesn't, but if he does go, we, we have to collect an unholy bag for it. Otherwise, we're the ones who lose. I think... Um I think we leave maybe leave um, transfers and summer business to the yeah. last one no, yeah, we have already fucked up because, transfers because, in the past yeah. we got rid of Colin Chaplin and replaced him with Ollie Hawkins Ben Thompson not our fault went back to Mirwall we replaced him with Ben Morris <laughs> I, I, I was going to mention the Chaplin saga Matt Clark went yeah and we replaced him with yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> what? Where? Got his surname? Paul Downing. 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 The Chaplin, right? I just want to mention this because I'm. Right, I I love Colin Chaplin. He's brilliant. When he was playing for us, he was not. He was not the player he is now. No, he wasn't. So no, he wasn't. Get over it. But, he's, he's grown but, into a good player. That's the problem, though. That's the operative word. Growth. Like he didn't I, grow I, I get, I get, He's only five foot I six. Get, both, again, I, I see both sides of the argument. Very nice. I see both sides of the argument here. Is that at the time he was not the player he is now, but he needed that move. The other side of that is, how old was he when he left? He was still twenty twenty one, wasn't he? Yeah. So why did we not allow him the opportunity to develop to hone his skills? Maybe he then he gets to a mid twenties man, and Killing Jackie didn't know how to play it. But at the same time. Look what he's grown into as a player. Like it, oh, he's championship quality all day I saw this debate long. on social media the other week about the amount of academy players we release who then go to play in like Southern Wessex Premier League sides. And they go, well, look at them now. They play for Dorchester. They play for Mickelover. They play for XYZ. They clearly weren't good enough. Yes, because they get hoofed out of a professional football academy and they end up playing for tier eight sides. The, the ceiling they automatically get to train at and the quality of coaching they get to train at and the quality of analytical data they get fed back to them and the quality of training facilities, it all plummets by a factor of, what, 70%? Now, some of these players may not have been good enough. The problem is we will never know because if you, if you hoof an 18-year-old out of a professional football club and he starts playing for Dorchester, Inevitably, the quality of coaching, the quality of training facilities, the quality of his teammates, the quality of opposition, it all changes. You instantly lower that player's ceiling from there to there. So we don't know if these players would have ever been good enough, but we also took away the opportunity to find out. We did the same with Chaplin. The problem is, Chaplin didn't go down a league Chaplin stayed in league one he went to the championship without us he came back to league one he's now going to the championship without us again in the past we kept making the mistake of we don't think you're good enough now we don't think you'll ever be good enough and on this one we have found out we were wrong we, we and we found out we were wrong with Michael Smith as well we need we need an under 23 side Oh, not this argument again. I, I agree. Anyway, I, I agree. Moving on. But moving well on. Chaplin. Yeah, he's, fair play. He's, he's earned it. That, that's twice he's going back to the championship without us. Fair play. Um. Anyway, uh, features. Uh, who's first? Jeff's. Jeff's third eye. Sponsored by no one. <laughs> that could be another condom. <laughs> I just want to try to fill time. Jeff's third eye. It's just Jeff right. smiling at the tip. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Told our there was an inflatable dick flying around the uh, there was, yes. <laughs> the Derby fans yesterday. There was also a King Charles cutout in a Pompey Pompey top. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in 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 amongst the Pompey fans yesterday, which 
which raised a laugh or two. Um, I was quite impressed with the, the the Derby fans drumming, and then I realised it wasn't actually a drum. Oh, his hands! So basically, this guy put a, a piece of sheet aluminium, I think. Yeah. And wedged it in the wedged it over the aircon unit or electrical unit, and he'd made like this snare drum, and he was just constant. He was proper. Banging it like the bongos, but it's, it was a proper marching drum sound for the I've whole game. For the whole game, his hands honestly. must be a fucking wreck. But it was like, it was a, it was he, honestly not our, not our beat once. No, it was brilliant. Fat and end drummers take note. Um, <laughs> no, not, I'm thinking like the greatest guitarists of all time. Like you know, they get the proper calluses yeah. on their fingers from shredding. His hands must look like that. He was banging on this. As Jeff said sheet metal the whole game and it was like in tune in time and the bloke who was actually out the front of the derby fans with the drum didn't drum half the time yeah he was just going boom boom yeah. boom um, and this other guy dun 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 now, he was really good this this third eye may come out like I'm sound, sounding a bit obtuse callous um, I, I, I absolutely like it love it when football teams you go to their ground their last home game of the season they put a roll of honour up of uh, their fan group that have sadly passed away throughout the season. I think it's the right thing to do. It shows community spirit and everything else. However, choose a fucking apt song to go with that. To go with My that. My God. Yeah. Roll of honour going through. I haven't now, heard this. Now, can anyone tell me what Harry Styles song Watermelon Sugar High is about? Does anyone know what Watermelon Sugar High song is about? They didn't play that. It's about oral sex. <laughs> it's about a bloke going down on a woman and her having an orgasm. Why the fuck are they playing Watermelon Sugar High when se- a series of Derby County fans who have lost their life throughout the season is going across the screen? What the fuck are you doing, Derby County? <laughs> Honestly, I... <laughs> What was tragic was that list kept on going. That was a really long list. It was it was quite a tough watch because yeah. you'd be two minutes into this list and they'd only be on G. But you haven't even made it halfway through the alphabet yet. It was so, a really so long a song list. About and you've got this fucking playing, daft music on. When the names going through, that is that's that And I'm pretty sure they just went sleep. straight into fucking Metallica afterwards. Excellent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's tonight, and you're like, "Wang on, three thousand people have just died." <laughs> Surely that's day of the week. So, then, so we're going to Metallica <laughs> about exit light. <laughs> what, 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 what the fuck's going on? He's like some side of Sado Mackett. Honestly, I couldn't believe it, Jeff. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm sorry, that's got to be dinner of the week. Dinner of the season. Yeah, <laughs> could not Honestly, it. I was like, do they know what these songs mean? There's a that. roll of honour going down. He just said, "We're off to never, never land." And we're like, "Well, yeah, shit." <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! I think that's got to be the best Honestly, third eye of the season. And then, <laughs> and then the third song, the third song, I, I, and at first. ACDC was playing and I was like please <laughs> please do not be highway to hell no, fucking hell instead it was that thunderstruck really, yeah, it was now thunderstruck. if anyone in Derby was hit by lightning in the past year for <laughs> <laughs> say honestly I would just say oh. uh, this is this is probably the most unsincere <laughs> songs That's to be two playing. weeks running you've made me cry with laughter <laughs> to be playing to be playing to a roll of honour could not believe it oh, and I, I was I wanted to you know pay my own respect by paying attentive attention to this and the music was just really off-putting <laughs> I don't think there's any topic I'm, I'm that expecting that, that song from Fast and Furious to come on you know if we do that Fratton Park next we can fucking drop it like it's hot comes on <laughs> <laughs> Like, Jesus, it's so bad. Yeah. That's poor, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's that bad. It's you know, the worst part is the people that run these, you know, the, the, do the PA, they choose the music themselves. Yeah. So they've not been advised to play well, ho- that. Hopefully just... we will keep with what we do, which is the... the, the they the don't applause. have any music. We, yeah. have, we have a narrator that just narrates all the names and we just applaud yeah. through it. Yeah. Yeah. Just do that. That's safer. That, but yeah, Jeff, that was fucking atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> 
Uh, there's, surely there's nothing else. You can't top that. Uh, there was one more, oh. but I've forgotten it at the moment. Oh, I'll leave it at that. Did you see anything else, Ryan? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't no. believe that. That I was, Yeah, go on. Dub and din, then. Uh... Dinner of the week is that? It's got to be. Like, that was actually dinner of the week. Oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Can I it? nominate myself for dinner of the week? Go on. Um, I booked some. Fl- actually, there's two parts to this. I booked some flights to go to Malta for my birthday. I do it every year. Me and Sophie are off there in August. I thought you said Bolton then. Malta. <laughs> um, so this Book is part, part going one. Going to Horwich Parkway. Part one of my horrid fuck up. I booked the flights and we were sat in the hot tub and I was like, oh, that was cheap. That was really cheap. I only booked myself. I didn't put Sophie on the flight. Wow. So there's one. Secondly, booked her flight, looked at my flight and it said, Miss Liam Howes. Like, Miss this Liam is your bu-. So I booked myself as Miss Liam Howes for my flight. So that's going to be an awkward conversation when I turn up to the airport. Well done, Liam. Thank you very much. So I just thought I'd put myself in for dinner of the week, but that is no beating. There is no beating that. Oh, actually, I, I have to give myself an honourable mention for dinner of the week. Go on, what have you done? I booked a table at the Harvester at Pride Park so I could be a customer and leave my car there for the duration of the game, which was all fine and dandy until I'd booked it for Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I booked it for the day I booked it. <laughs> I've so done I, that. I booked the table at like one o'clock on Wednesday and I'd had the booking for one fifteen on Wednesday. I said, yeah, I'm in Portsmouth, but I'll be there in 15 minutes. Don't worry. <laughs> We've all done it. He actually had a good chat to Reese about swapping the badge over as yes, well. Yes, yeah. No, the, the, pic- the, the picture you put up of Reese pointing to the badge was funny. Um, is he still Did going he swap with the that badge? Yeah. No, he didn't. Oh, okay. He said we're winning, so I don't need to change no. it. Reese, your theory is incorrect. Dub. Um, I'm going to give dub of the week to everyone in attendance yesterday. As I said, I, I really enjoyed the atmosphere yesterday, both between away fans, home fans. Considering. The, the performances we've been subjected to and subsequently the atmospheres as a result I, I did go to Derby with a sense of dread this was going to be unfortunate blasting and to be honest in the first 10 minutes it actually looked like it was going to go that way but I thought both sets of fans contributed to what was actually quite a pleasant day out uh, probably the best overall home atmosphere I've seen this season for a team that isn't in the top two by that other factor Plymouth might have got it but as the uh, as a as a niche saying goes it's easy to support your team when they're doing well take note Coventry fans there were 12 of you when you were mid-table but you had 30,000 at the Rico yesterday where did you all come from but I thought I thought Derby made a good account of themselves as did we so yeah double the week goes to everyone to for making my day pleasant and, oh, and nice making a nice atmosphere of it take that we'll take that one of the shortest dub and dins we've done isn't it uh, yeah I mean there's no there's no top in that Jeff I mean a combined th- uh, third eye and din of the week goes to the PA what I'm looking Derby. forward to next season is if Derby come down here for the final home game of our season we do the traditional uh, role of fallen honour and they all go where's the fucking music Where's Walkman Sugar High? Yeah. Where's Maroon 5? I want to break free. Yeah, yeah. Pom- Pompey, do what you do. That works fine. Yeah. We're, we're playing Danger Danger High Voltage. <laughs> Jeez. So, so weird. So yeah, weird. Not good, eh? Um, but there we go. Uh, any other business, lads, to end on? Nice and short this afternoon. No, we're, we've obviously we've got to work out what we're doing about the next episode, obviously, because the game is on Sunday and everything else. 12 uh, o'clock Sunday. 12 that, that's o'clock a Sunday. rare kickoff time. And 12 we've o'clock. Got, and we've got to sort out a uh, end of season review. Yes. I mean, uh, how do we do that? I might need to tell PO Forecast to not get blind drunk before I actually show up this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're working on something with uh, Russet, Forgotten Pompey yes, Girls. Yes. Which will all be revealed soon. Um, but yeah. Pleasure as always. Cheers to the guys at the old house at home. Why do I do that every time? I, I, you, you instinctively look up. It's like, we're in the uh, Pompey Till I Die pub. <laughs> we're in the Coke Zero Sugar pub. In the piss head corner. Uh, thanks to the guys down here at the old house at home. Great as ever. And thanks to all the company as well. Uh, as ever as well. Great to see you all down here. Our audience here. is growing. It is. Yeah. I mean, we've got four listeners now, which is great. Yeah. Um, cheers to the guys. Obviously, we, we know. Actually, we got, we got a message, uh, which I've just got to tell you about quickly. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but it said, um, thanks, Liam, and the rest of the three lads in the pub. 
At this time last season, I was in a really dark place as a Pompey fan. Doesn't live in a city anymore. It's great to hear the podcast, uh, tell Viking and the hockey keeper to keep up the good work and to keep spinning discs. Not going to say his name, but it was a nice message to get. Uh, so thank you for that. And yeah, like I say, a lot of people do listen, but they can't say hello to us because they're living abroad or whatever and it's always good always yeah. good to get their yesterday messages. loads of people came up to me at Pride Park or in the <laughs> services and went right Jeff I was like hello mate alright but don't tell me their names I'm not I'm, not, I'm not, I don't know who PFC 278 was or, <laughs> or whatever you may know who we are but you know it's always great to, to, to meet you guys and all that lot, but please tell us what your names Jeff, are uh, Jeff is available by the way Pompey fans if you want one of them personalised videos we do charge £5 <laughs> it's a dickin uh, it's a dickin to be played uh, in the bedroom or just for you personal appearances for any event Jeff is available so yeah, uh, if you want photos of me just do it in landscape <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> imagine in fact Liam why, why don't we like get some uh, underwear merch for Valentine's Day with it's a dickin on it <laughs> all of our faces <laughs> <laughs> fuck it forward <laughs> with an arrow right, uh, our merch size is going to be on like the back shelf of Van Summers next season <laughs> let's go right uh, Jeff mate thank you very much Ryan keep up the good work mate and uh, actually hold on hold on the late contender of double the week he didn't mention it last week Ryan lost five pounds in a week going to the gym fair oh, play mate oh, well you. done yeah, well I, I've I've finally snapped. I I'm off to the gym and no, fair eating play, healthy and fair turning play. It all around. So it's going to be a long road. I'm under no illusions. It's going to be a long, difficult road. But, but you deserve a mention for that because that is uh, like I said off. I said off my that is a lot. Well I done. went last night after Derby. <laughs> wow, now that's some effort. I, yeah, I got I, I got in. I thought I was angry that I didn't go Thursday. I was going to go after the end of the scum game, and I went to bed because I was tired. And I thought, as penance, you lazy fat cunt for not going Thursday, you can drop everyone off after Derby and you can go to the gym. I think I left at 1am. Fair play. So, yeah, it's going to be a long, difficult road. but uh, And to, to end on a high, unlucky scum. Hey! <laughs> go on, <laughs> Again. 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 Brilliant. See you later. Right, thank you for listening to Three Lads in the Pub, and we'll see you next time. Out the Blues. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.